AJ McCall dropped the mic. It's our weekly podcast on all things. Usually takes a different form each week on just something that we think is important. And and the last few weeks have been a lot about us. We've done reflections, things that have been a lot more personal. And this week, something that I think has really affected, not think, it has really affected a lot of people and really Absolutely. brought the issue to the forefront is the the Me Too campaign and, and everything going on with sexual assault across the country and across the world. And I don't want it to sound like we're going to get into why sexual assault is bad. No. Those are all commonplace. But I truly, and I think I speak for the both of us, think that we have reached what is a very historic moment in world history with mm-hmm. this Me Too campaign and where we sit right now with all these sexual assault accusations coming out. And I and I, I use accusations broadly, and we'll get into that. I know that there's a lot that are true but I use accusations broadly, but get into it because I think we've reached a historical moment in our lives and in the history of the world. And McCall and I have a, I think a little bit more of a personal reason as well that we were just like, all right, we have to talk about this. And just to start there as as kind of what was finally the straw that broke the camel's back. I think that it's something that is I think a lot of things sort of become out of my out of sight out of mind. I don't want that to sound insensitive, but nowadays so many things negative are reported all the time. I feel like it's it's almost commonplace that you kind of just get numb because there's just so much bad constantly. Right. And McCall and I are lucky enough that a radio friend of ours added us to this group that is a collection of radio people from across the country. It's a private group and so we can communicate with each other freely about ideas and, you know, quote-unquote secrets of radio so we don't have to give things away and you just have access to fellow personnel across the country so you can get a bunch of ideas instantly. That's really cool because you can do like show prep stuff and it's very convenient. Yeah, and you know, we've only been in it for like a week now and we've been back and forth on a bunch of different things. Well, Taylor Swift came up because of course her whole debacle with the sexual so that whole thing happened because of an on-air personality. That's the whole thing the guy that sexually assaulted her was an on-air DJ in Denver at the time. And so it was in McCall's 411 earlier this week about how he paid with a Sacagawea coin and he was poking fun at women's rights for it. And he he verbally said that. That's It's not something that was like, oh, well, he was just joking about it. No, he, he said, you know, if, if she says that this is all about women's rights, it's kind of a poke at her. And it just... It, He's not a winner. He's not a winning. He's not a winning man. And so, obviously, we all have different mindsets, ideas, perspectives on everything. But so the there was an article that was shared in that group again of on air personalities, and and I just happened to click on it and read it because it it came up the day that McCall and I talked about it, and and I wanted to express what McCall and I addressed because we what really ended up happening is McCall and I kind of apologized in general because the guy was still being an idiot. He right. still is being an idiot, and yes. he's in our profession. So we ended up covering it in our McCall's Form 1 and talking about it, and it kind of circled around that we were embarrassed and apologized because he was in Denver, which is a great career opportunity. We're here in Logan and, and still young in our careers, but you know, it was just kind of – I don't know that anyone was listening. It was just kind of a, at the moment thought that we apologized out loud, like this is embarrassing. You know, We're lucky to get to do the things we do. You know, artists don't have to take the time. He was lucky enough that he got to have a meet and greet with Taylor Swift, and this is what he did. 
And I guess not surprising because we have different ideas, but a couple of on-air personalities decided to take the opposite approach, and it really devolved into a conversation that I was sad to see in that group. Not that we all have to think alike, but it turned into it turned into victim shaming. Right, which never should happen. And thankfully, because of the way that I feel like a lot of things have progressed, um, especially with this Me Too movement, with this Me Too campaign, it's kind of opened up a brand new door for people so that they can feel comfortable with coming forward about things because... When you are a victim of these kinds of things, you feel guilty. You feel like it's your fault. And, you know, it it shouldn't be like that because it's not. It's not your fault ever. I mean. Well, I think that, and I I can't speak for it. And so I hope that it comes with a grain of salt. I I, I don't think I'll speak out, but I just want to. It's not an experience I have. And so, but I think that something that a lot of victims express is they feel like they can't tell anyone or they feel alone, like, and then they kind of, because of how things have been in society, they sort of look inwards, like, why did this happen to me? It must be my fault. And and I'm going to hit this point, I think, several times, but it, that's one of the things I think is why me, the Me Too campaign is such a historic moment, because you've taken something that I think, I think, and McCall and I could speak to this, especially being in Utah, no offense, there's a lot of things that are still taboo. We just don't we don't talk about them. We don't acknowledge them. No, so we don't bring it up. Well, you don't want to talk about them because you don't want to offend anybody. And when it comes to this Me Too campaign, when it comes to I'm going to step back a little bit and talk talk about the what we were just saying with the victims. Um, you don't want to talk about it. You don't talk about it out loud. You keep it to yourself because you talk about it out loud and it immediately turns into well, what were you wearing? Well, are you sure that? You didn't do something to instigate it. Are you sure that this this wasn't brought on by yourself, by your actions? And that's something that makes me so angry because struggling through through hard things along those lines, that turns in a young girl's head, in a young in a young person's head. It turns dark and it does. And you think about it, well, maybe I was doing something. No, no, you weren't doing anything. You know what? You have the right to say no. You have the right to say no. And if that person decides that they're going to go against your will, shame on them. Yeah, well, that's why, I mean, I absolutely. And that's why I'm happy that we have the boy-girl dynamic for our podcast because I like that we, because I honestly, I don't know if I'd feel right necessarily addressing this topic without McCall because it's not an experience I have. It's not It's not a travesty I've had to deal with, not experience. It's not a travesty that I've had to, to deal with. And so I, as a, I'm glad that there's a woman's perspective, but to, to build on that and finish, that's why I think the Me Too campaign is so historic because they've taken a topic that is generally done behind closed doors. There's still, still issues. Again, the, the Taylor Swift thing, we, we saw it in our own career path. There's still victim shaming still, you know, I don't, we're not going to get into it, but in the political landscape, there's still issues constantly with, with as opposed to hearing it and well, what, what did you do? And that's why I think this campaign is so historic because you took a topic that a lot of people didn't want to talk about, whether they're uncomfortable, whether they flipped it, the blame on the victim or whatever, and you turn it into, okay, let's have a let's have an actual conversation about this. And then, I mean, as McCall and I saw on, on Facebook the day the Me Too campaign went off and we talked about it that day, it, it was amazing to me because, and I, I, I think McCall and I have a decent perspective on this from the aspect that we, and we've talked about on our show how 
it is our lives. As a Snapchat, we really invest a lot of our lives. I mean, in the Reflection podcast, I, I, I talked about, we talked about our fears. I talked about something out loud that I've never said out loud before. So we invest in emotionally, personally, spiritually, whatever, ourselves into it. So for people to go onto Facebook, for the world to see and, and say, me too, hashtag me too, is amazing to me because it takes a level of courage that I don't know we've seen before. No, because and of all the issues that we have with coming out and telling the truth about sexual assault. Well, the problem we have is is you hit it on the head a couple of minutes ago when you said that it's a taboo. Everything's a taboo. You can't talk about it because it's like, oh, don't talk about that. That's bad. You know, and it's an insane amount of courage for people to be able to stand up and say hashtag me too and be able to talk about it because it gets people talking. That's the thing is that it gets people talking. And the more power we have with the more knowledge that comes into these kinds of situations, the more likely we are to be able to solve them, the more likely we are to be able to do something about it. You know, with knowledge comes power with anything along those lines, especially Stop making it such a taboo. That's the thing. That's the one thing that has been so great about this Me Too campaign, this Me Too movement, is that it stopped making it such a taboo thing that people can't talk about, that people don't want to talk about, they don't want to open up about it, you know? And the thing that you find is that with this specific Me Too campaign, that there are so many women, so many men, so many people out there that have been sexually assaulted, that it created this, this support group from everybody in the entire world that you could reach out and be like oh my gosh my friend you know my friend ended up saying something about how she was sexually assaulted or you know there's there's so much that is so beneficial from this me too campaign and i'm sure that it's going to resonate years and years and years down the road as well i feel like this is just the beginning of it though i agree i i have two points to branch off. well one to continue and one to sort of branch off i could not my th- my belief system is also in in what you said that knowledge is power. I don't know if necessarily anything bad can come from a conversation. And and when it comes to the sexual assault perpetrators, I don't I don't think there's a gray area there. I don't know if, but I think when it comes to everyone else surrounding, trying to understand statistics and what's going on, I think that's what that was so important about this is because there's statistics out there, but again. And I, I really don't want this to sound insensitive. I use, I mean it as a, just a way to describe it. I think it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. That Absolutely. They have all these statistics about how many, you know, one and however many people suffer from it. But you, the Me Too campaign, I think, brought it forefront. So you could just, you could just see because, I mean, McCall and I have friends. Thank you, thanks to the, the radio world because they work everywhere and we talk with them from all over the country. But our, I mean, our Facebook feed was Me Too's from everywhere. So you could, and and. I, you're talking about I don't, at most a connection to several thousand people max, and your Facebook wall is littered with Me Too's, and so you can see just how big an issue it is because of how many people have suffered. And to add to your point, talking about how you know you could see your friend that this conversation started, and you saw, oh, my friend posted hashtag Me Too. I don't want to. I don't want to tell her truth because I don't think it's my place to do so. But I have. I know someone who has been sexually assaulted and didn't talk about it. Took a lot of strength to tell even me. I'm very close to this person, and this campaign started. And because of the bravery of people she did not know, posted on Facebook. And again, I know you in this day and age right now we laugh about people who post their lives on Facebook. You become kind of a a zing towards them. 
But again, you're posting a very personal piece of information on the internet. And what do they say about the internet? Once it's on the internet, it's out there forever. So it takes an extreme amount of courage to type that and then hit post and not delete it for it to be there for the world to see and say, hey, this happened to me. The, I'm part of this problem that we're dealing with. I'm part of the, the problem that we need to solve. And so that's, again, that is, a I think, a personal connection to me, why I th- feel so strongly that the Me Too campaign is something so historic because it, it brought, it literally, like, in the span of several hours due to Facebook posts, took a taboo topic and flipped it on its head and turned it into a national conversation. Which is what needs to happen. It's it's needed to happen for a long, long time. And the fact that this Me Too campaign has opened the doors for people to have this conversation is incredible. I absolutely agree. I, I think that uh, I took the time to write something on that day too, and I, I think you can see the impact as well by... I, I mean, I guess I'll just... There's a, a radio friend of ours who's a guy who has not suffered, has, has been a victim of sexual assault, but took the time to write a post about how seeing all that and not he hadn't done anything illegal or wrong or anything, but seeing all that even changed his perspective from the standpoint that he was more vigilant and more aware, I think, of, of I, I guess, more sensitive to the subject in general. Because, again, I think it's something where you just see how many people – have suffered from it, and you're like, oh my gosh, Like I knew that this was a thing, but I didn't realize how bad it was. And then you see that, and you're like, okay, well, I want to be part of the solution. And, and I posted something, too, and it, it, you because know, he, he he mentioned how there's been part of conversations, and it's you know there's been stuff like that that he's going to now point out and be like, no, that's not cool, and just try to continue to change the conversation and change the mindset. And for me, I read that, and I was like, well, I want to, you know, that's really beautiful and amazing and I want to write something too and I did and I just thought about my sisters because my sisters are turning this year Kayla turned 17 and Rosie in January returned 16 16 mm-hmm. and I was like it's just one of those things where you, you see all this and you're like what kind of world is there in high school now and this is just not the type of world that I want my sister to be part of no well, absolutely not. You know, you look at it and you look at the way that things have changed and things have progressed and the way that this has just been completely swept under the rug. Nobody wants to talk about it. You know, it just gets swept under the rug. And the fact that people are talking about it right now, the fact that people are opening these doors so that people can step forward. And like you were saying, like our like our radio friend had said, that you want to step forward. You want to be able to make make a change, make a difference in the world. and stop things before they even happen if you see something that that is off that seems off and you can talk about it you know it it makes it more of a more of an open topic and hopefully hopefully I'm not saying that it will or I can't predict the future I have no idea but hopefully it changes so that down the road you can look at it and it becomes more socially acceptable to stand up for people or to you know not do this kind of thing what do you think as, as a girl? Because, I mean, you know, we went to the conference in Atlanta, which we talk about all the time, and there were two women's conferences at that. As a as a woman, what does this moment mean to you? I know, and, and that's why it, I always feel like this when we get to, and, and especially me as a guy, not the, and again, sexual assault is obviously not a girl's problem, but, right. you know, the statistics are the statistics. It's it's mostly a girl's problem right. from the standpoint of the most victims are, are women. 
double check statistic, but I'm pretty sure. Um, but how do you feel as a woman with in your perspective, and that this has like what does this moment mean to you? Honestly, I have never been more proud to be a woman in my entire life than right now. Than the fact that there are so many women that are stepping forward. There are so many women that are talking to each other, and so many women that are just getting together and working on moving forward past this hard stuff, you know, and women can do hard things. Women are, women are strong. Humans are strong, but it's, I feel like it's brought women together more. And upon bringing women together more, I think it was pink that quoted somebody. I'm not sure who, but just over this last week, pink said something about how you're afraid of what women can do together because we're so strong and people try to tear women apart because together we're we're one of the strongest forces ever. And I've never been more proud to be a woman in my entire life than this very moment, than with, with the Me Too campaign going on, with all of these different opportunities that we have to learn about ourselves and to work with other women to grow. Honestly, that's that's something that I'm very proud of right now. Yeah, it, it's just... There was a yeah, I, there was a women in radios day. I can't remember what day it is. I think it was before. I, I think it was before you got hired. Here. I think it was. And I shouted at a couple of girls that I listened to in radio, and you know, maybe it's I don't know if it's weird to me, but like when we get on this topic, I feel not out of place, but just slightly off talking about it because. I not to say that I can't help but be part of the solution, but you know, I, I feel like a women's perspective is the one that I would want to hear as opposed to a guy's perspective. And maybe that's weird. I'm not sure. We're just kind of having an open conversation about right. this for our podcast. And so it's really nice to have McCall in the studio because I have someone I can talk bounce ideas off of and get this perspective. And so from that standpoint, it, it's really amazing. But I mean, today was another example of, of a reminder. Cause uh, you know, I have, not that you can't have um, people you look up to that are the opposite sex, but a reminder that there's some great girls in radio that I look up to as well. And today was a prime example in that radio group. Some of I thought some of the best answers are were the ladies responding on the issue. Well, I would agree with that because there were a lot of the women that did respond on the issue. And upon responding, it was the exact same thought process that I was having in my own, like I was in the middle of typing the response and then somebody else would respond the exact same thing that I was going to respond. And it was like a, it was really cool because it was like our brains were on the same wavelength. Yeah. And to, to clarify, I, I, I think it's just for me, I think it's natural. I guess my explanation say why I think it's weird a little bit. It's natural to gravitate towards, I think the same sex. So like, People I look up do radio naturally gravitate, I think, a little bit towards guys because right. I'm also a guy. But, you know, today was just another example of how great women are. There's some great women that work in our career field. And just it's amazing to, I think, witness their honesty and their perspective. And I and I love that from the standpoint that I think that this I don't I don't think it's made their voices any louder. I think it's just made brought their voices to the forefront so it's easier to pay attention to them. Like I think that obviously I don't these these aren't they're conversations that are being had that haven't that have been had before and they've constantly been had but now all of a sudden this is at the forefront so all of a sudden I think it's something that's there's a spotlight on it now so it's easier to find these perspectives and these opinions and it's really amazing because again it's like I said I think that the there's voices out there that 
have been there. They haven't been quiet, mm-hmm. but they've been. You've had to do, I think, some more digging to find them. But now with this Me Too campaign, it's I think one shined a spotlight on it, and two, and I, this is what again makes it a historic moment. It's added a lot more validity to an issue that, for some reason, I think was really murky for whatever reason. Well, it's always been really murky. That's a that's the issue is that it's always been a really murky subject, and it's always been a like I said earlier. A, well, what did you do to make it happen? What yeah. did you do to, you know, very much of a bl- victim blaming uh, situation and upon which it should never be a victim blaming situation. You know, you don't, you don't go and get in a car accident and then say, oh, well, why did that happen to you? What did you, you know what I mean? Like, obviously it's, it's at a bigger standpoint than a car accident, but it's, it's something that. That was one of the questions that was always the worst. Well, what what did you do to make it happen? Nothing. You really think that that would be an enjoyable thing? You know? You really think that that's something that that would be enjoyable to me? You know? And you go back to this situation with Taylor Swift because this is what brought it brought up the whole entire the whole conversation this morning. Taylor Swift got her dollar from the DJ and the comment that brought it up was that Taylor Swift was making it up. And the reason why Taylor Swift was making it up was for publicity. Really? Taylor Swift has multi-million dollars. She has so much money. Why would she do that to a DJ in Denver? You know, she's got all of this money in the whole entire world. She's got all of the publicity in the entire world. Seriously, you're going to tell me that she would make something up along those lines for a dollar? And he sued her initially. Yeah, so... I think that's why, and we talked about this, you know, Kesha is someone that I would have liked to see, both of us would have liked to see more involved with the time thing. Absolutely. But I think that's what makes why I'm glad that at least one of the celebrities like Taylor Swift was included on the time cover for the Me Too campaign. Because if if you, as McCall just explained, she was sexually assaulted. They went to court. There's pictures. They've done the whole thing. It's been proven that it was the case. And still people are like, well, you know, I mean, because some of the arguments you heard were well, she likes writing songs about exes, so she hates men. Well, that's the thing that kills me. Seriously, you're going to tell me that just it's because she writes songs about argument. just because she writes songs about men. Justin Timberlake wrote Crimea River about Britney Spears. You're going to tell me that it's Katie she Perry he hates women. Katy Perry hates. Yeah. Katy Perry has Not plenty of uncommon. songs. Ed Sheeran has plenty of songs about exes. We use <laughs> we use our own personal stories from our own lives to benefit the show. You know, this is this is something that that happens when you're trying to when create good content yeah, because it's more relatable. Involved. You become more relatable immediately as soon as you use these kinds of these kinds of things, which I think has helped Taylor Swift especially because now she's opened up about it, talked about it. Same thing with Kesha. Kesha's opened up, talked about it. Now she's more relatable. And I think that's that's why it's good that this. I think she was included on the Time magazine because you see, as we just witnessed, well, Taylor Swift's celebrity. Well, it doesn't matter. She she won in she won in court of law. There's picture evidence that the court of law used, and still there are people like she's making it up. So if Taylor Swift can be making it up, then I think because I'm sure there are people before who say because that's the other thing too. And and don't get us wrong. Statistics would show, and, and we don't know, I'm not saying for sure, but statistics would suggest that maybe not all these accusations are true. Absolutely, but every single one of them has to be dove, in, dove dived, dived into, dealt with. dealt with, thank you, before you can make any sort of a, 
any sort of and, and and that's the problem because I think instead of having the conversation of okay, what happened? What was you know, what happened here? Where were you at? That I think the, there's on both sides you hear okay, well you know, what was she wearing or why did she bring it like the now one with the constant the Hollywood especially you have these ones keep coming out. The question we hear is Why'd you wait till now? Because it's never been socially acceptable to come forward and talk about this kind of a situation. That's why people have waited until now. I'll open up on that one right now because people say that, you know, you it could have, they should have talked about it before. They should have talked about it before. Seriously, with the situations, with the way that, that people handle sexual assault, you really want to tell me that that's what, what's going to happen? You know, you look at the, the arrest of, what was that kid's name? Brock Turner. You look at that arrest over there and you look at the things that went through and that that girl went through and he went to what, six weeks of jail or something along those lines? He was sentenced to six weeks. Why in the world would women come forward to talk about it? Why? That's that's why I I wanted to bring it up because look, again, not saying saying they're not all true. I think they all need to be taken very seriously. But speaking as a guy, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, I think that when it comes to sexual assault, it turns into... Guilty until proven innocent. So I think part of that is wrong too. I'm not saying that they need to be dismissed. I'm just saying that I think on both sides there's quickly beliefs one way or the other, as opposed to kind of sorting it out. Right. And I, I don't I don't want that to sound like I'm dismissing because I'm not. No, absolutely I know, this not. This is such a subject. I feel like I have to make everything intentionally clear before I step too far one way. But you know, to build on McCall's point about why I didn't bring it out. Well, look again. Look at Taylor Swift. She won in the court. There's a picture. There's a lot that goes against that guy. And still, there are people that think she's making it up. She's a celebrity. She can fight for herself and pay for it. Now you take it back to a normal, everyday girl, and the sexual assault perpetrator is a celebrity or whoever. Well, they have much more power in terms of money. Right. Uh you know, personal or what is it? Power of the press, whatever right. you want to call it, and they could turn on the, they could turn that and use it to their advantage. And then you go even further, and there's some people in the political realm, not getting into it, but there are well documented cases of people who have literally pulled their lawsuits because their lives have been threatened. And you can't tell me that you can if you can't take that seriously. We've seen how people deal with each other in this world. Your life being threatened. Is something that that is a whole other thing. People on the internet take that crap way too seriously. In oh, terms absolutely! Of, like getting upset about something and threatening that. And so you talk about well, why and they brought it out. I I think we just ran across a list of factors as to why someone would be terrified to take it into the public eye. Terrified, and that is again to me why the Me Too campaign is so historic because you took all this fear. I think that these victims had. And you said, look, you're not alone. Look at all these people who are with you. And then you turn it into, as opposed to, well, me fighting for just myself, you turn it into, we're fighting for each other. On top of that, you brought it to the forefront so people like McCall and I are become much more aware and say, we're with you too. This is ridiculous. And I think you turn it from a really isolated space to a hand-in-hand thing. Well, that's what it needs to be, is that everybody needs to be walking hand-in-hand about this whole entire situation, you know? And... I get that there are going to be a lot of people who are like, well, you know, maybe it didn't happen. And again, like AJ was saying, statistics, statistics would, would show suggest. that there is some that are not that are not true. But who are we to say what's true and what's not true? Who are we to be? We weren't in the situation. 
If you were in the situation, that's where you can say it. And, you know, there's an article that I actually was just reading, and the article says that some some are saying that one false report could cripple the Me Too movement. Is this is progress that fragile? I mean, I don't think that one... I don't, I don't know. I see cuz I think that you you see like I'm I'm using Taylor Swift as an example just because she's so she's such a celebrity and I feel like her case in and from what I've seen is is so clear cut and she still has doubters. I don't know if one would, but you, you you're seeing all this resistance, I think not maybe all this resistance. You're seeing resistance already that I think if you can put one chink in the armor it starts to tear it down. Right. Because it turns it into the, I think what as opposed to destroying, I think what'll happen is it'll push it to the side, so it'll turn into this really amazing progressive movement. Into okay, well, this person jumped on, you know, it it takes away right. some of the credibility, which is was right. already a problem with with the sexual assault with sexual assault victims coming forth because their credibility is consistent, constantly challenged to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I I think I don't know if one will, but I'm kind of in line with I can understand where that's coming from. I could too. I just, it's disappointing. And again, that's why I'm glad. That's why I'm glad I had my call here. It's, it's. I just feel like having a woman's opinion on this makes it more valid. And and I don't want it to sound like guys can't have an opinion on this. I'm just saying, as myself, my myself personally, I feel more comfortable having a woman speak on this issue because I pulled up statistics to make sure I wasn't wrong. Uh, you know, one out of every six women, American women, has been a victim of attempted or completed rape. Uh, 82% of all juvenile victims of sexual assault, female. 90% of adult rape victims, female. Right. That's why I feel sort of out of place. I- I'm glad that I have you to, one, lend your perspective, but also to tell me if, like, my opinions go somewhere where you're like, I don't agree with that because I, I haven't experienced, I haven't been a victim of it. Mm-hmm. I keep saying experience. I apologize. I haven't been a victim of it, and it, it's something that obviously plagues almost all women. I mean, those statistics are insane. One in six women. And so, eighty-two percent of all juvenile females, ninety percent of all adult, excuse me, eighty percent of all juvenile victims are female. Ninety percent of all adult rape victims female. So, that's why I'm glad that you are here to talk about this and just. I don't you you know you know what I equate it to what this why I think this movie is so significant is because of how scary terrifying it is too right because you naturally we think we go through in history and to use an example and again it's not supposed to be political Barack Obama's a half black half black half white man so he's nominated as president and so he's the first African American first not completely white guy to be a president and so we we see it as progressive right but then you see how there's racism and you see this and you're like we really. I don't feel like we've come all that far. You look and you're like, I thought society was moving forward. And then you see stuff like this. And then it gets even worse when you see people arguing like, oh, maybe they're lying or whatever. And defending the the bad side of what I would call the bad side of the argument. And you're like, "Did have we gone anywhere as a society? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to get much worse before it gets better. That's That's what it is. And I think that this is just the beginning when it comes to, when it comes to that kind of a, 
kind of an ideology uh, behind progression in society, uh, progression in sexual assault cases, progression in, in that, because obviously we had to address this. This had to be addressed. This had to be opened up. This can of worms had to be opened up because there's no way that we can move forward. There's no way that people can see what the problem is and what the issue is. You know, a lot of the times it's, it's a very common, obviously, as the statistics show, as AJ was saying, it's a very, very common thing that is happening. And women need to know that they have allies and men need to know that they have allies to go talk to, especially if something like this happens to you. The fact that the Me Too campaign is happening, the fact that the Me Too movement is happening is amazing for that alone just because you will be able to open up and be able to talk about it, be able to move forward with it, be able to progress and work through the recovery process, work through the the coping, the different steps of grief that you're going to end up going through with it, work through all of these different scenarios and these different situations. And now we have a way that we can actually use it and move forward. You know, we actually have some something that we can maybe, maybe put, you know, there's the grieving, or the grieving, what process, you know, you've got the five steps five of, grief. of grief. Yeah, you've got all of these different things. And, you know, maybe I I don't want to say that it's going to happen more, but obviously these statistics are speaking louder than I can when it comes to that kind of a situation. And the being able to put a process through the grieving process with with a sexual assault case, sexual harassment case would be so beneficial to young women, young men and schools. You know, it's something that needs to, I feel like it's something that needs to be addressed. And that's where, cause you talked earlier about how knowledge is power. And I think that that's the biggest thing. Ignorance, I think. And that's why I said earlier that I don't think that knowledge would change the sexual assault perpetrators. Right. But I think there's some gray areas in all honesty where like, Rape is rape. Don't get me wrong. Terrible. I don't. There's no gray area there. I'm, I feel pretty pretty confident. Pretty in confident. That statement. Yeah. But I think they're like because guys. One. Some guys make the joke, and then I think some guys are serious. When so you see this happening, and McCall and I luckily have I think the type of honest, honest and open relationship that I'm not worried. No, that I'm going to not. say something that's going to make her. Like uncomfortable. Well, and if you do, I will tell you. Yeah, but I think that there's, I think there's legitimacy to guys who sincerely state that they're sort of paralyzed with how they can now interact with women. And I know that there's, there's women that come out and say it's pretty clear cut, and I get that. But I think that I do think there's some area there where maybe there, and they're doing me wrong. There's inappropriate jokes, but there, you know what I mean. Like there's, right. there's some area there where maybe you do something. I guess intent would be where I'm going with this. Intent is right. I would I would say. Does it intent. make sense? I don't feel like I'm no, explaining it very well, but do you no, understand it what makes, I'm saying? It does make sense to me, um, especially when you're talking about this. Honestly, it all goes back to: is the woman uncomfortable? Is the man uncomfortable? Is whoever you are associating with uncomfortable in this situation? Yeah. If they are uncomfortable in this situation, you back up, you apologize, you figure out what to do to make it better. Yeah. You do not cross that line. And First think, of all, I'll tell you, if a woman says no, it means no. Yeah. If a woman is unconscious, it I mean, means that's no. That's clear. That's clear. I yeah. mean, you know, and obviously, obviously it's clear, but for some people it just isn't. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that is so frustrating is that you are allowed to say no at any point in time. Do not ever let a man, let a woman, let anybody make you feel guilty enough to go into something like that because you are going to feel horrible about it for the rest of your life. Do not 
You you can say no whenever. Do not let them guilt trip you. Yeah, ever. and I just I, I th- there's I think there's a there's a, a little bit of an area that I I want to address so it does I don't feel like we left it out. There are obviously scenarios I think, and as we said, there's this, the statistics would suggest you know not a hundred percent of these are legitimate. Now maybe they all are. I'm just not saying for sure. Just suggest. And also I think there there are situations where things are maybe consented and then due to certain reasons there's a change of not opinion change of change of the story and and we can't we're not going to solve this we can begin the process but i think a couple of things to keep in mind in general when it comes to this me too campaign because i don't want it to be something that there's all of a sudden a crack in the armor it falls down i talked about how multiple times you said that this there's statistics which suggest maybe not all of these are real maybe they all are maybe they're not um, but also, I think what we can do to keep it, because it should be, I think, innocent until proven guilty, is be careful of the sensationalization. I think a lot of times, this, and that's why I talked about, as a perspective from a guy, there is a belief that, you know, um, there is a belief or sometimes a fear of it. And so you, I think, sensation, or there's also a belief, there's a fear of, there's a paralysis sometimes from okay how to interact but obviously just depends on the type of relationship you have with that person but i think there's also a fear that sometimes it's just you know you make that accusation it's guilty until proven innocent i think that as a public we can help get back to neutral we take a look at the case and then sort through it and decide from there we don't sensationalize it maybe as much like all of a sudden there's a rape accusation and oh my gosh can you hear do you believe that guy raped her i'm not saying that we should not believe it i'm just saying we should start maybe from center and work out from there right and I again, I stumbled through that, but my point is, is that I feel like there this topic, and I think it's because of how taboo it is that the accusation comes out, and it's just autumn. You just go from there, and I think that maybe what would help this and keep this campaign going is to start from center of the, and then work from there, build up, go through the evidence, go through the situation, and then okay, yes, it did happen. Well, do it like you would with any other. Any other trial, any other right. situation, that's what that's how it needs to be addressed. And it's not at this point. That's how, that's what needs to happen is you need to you see somebody killed somebody or there was a theft in in something. OK, you figure out you find the evidence first. You go through the steps. You don't immediately jump to the conclusion of, oh, so and so did it or. Oh, well, they're lying. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I agree, and I'm not. I'm not saying this because don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm mentioning the guy's perspective how it's guilty before proven. It. I 100% agree that there is an issue in terms of the other way around. I'm not denying it at all. That I mean, again, I'm not meaning that Taylor Swift is so terrible than everyone else's. It's just I use her right. as an example because of her high profile. Her high profile and the fact that she won her case and everything. To me, I thought. That seems pretty clear cut. I thought we were all on the same page on that one. Apparently not. But I'm 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 don't want I would be remiss if I didn't come back and say I agree that there's also an issue on the other side where sometimes as a guy there's a perspective that it's guilty until proven innocent. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of times too where, as McCall has brought up multiple times, what did you do to deserve that? What were you wearing? Did you have a drink? That's that's pardon my French, but that's bull crap. And so I one hundred percent agree that that's a problem too. I just while we're having a conversation it's what it is. It's an open conversation about it and working through it and having conversation. And so I, I would be remiss if I did not mention, yes, that there are issues not staying center in terms of that as well. Right. Which I think is why, again, the Me Too campaign is so historic to me because 
the Harvey Weinstein one comes to mind for that because it was something as as you read through the story after story that had been going on for so long, and so the fact that the Me Too campaign was part of that finally like all right we're not going to tolerate it. and then they took that down is amazing to me because again it was something that was just going no one was there was people that knew about it and just looked the other way for whatever right. reason right and to change it is amazing because it, it was something that wasn't going it wasn't any different it kept happening again and again and wasn't changing and all of a sudden it's done that's over and now all of a sudden people are looking closer at things like hollywood and politics and all that i feel like i talked a lot do you have anything else to say no. I, I do truly believe again it's not that I have opinions on things, but this is just one of those issues where I feel like my perspective is honestly not a lot less important because again, I can I, I'm just as I can be just as part of the solution as anybody else, but right. less valid. I think that your perspective on this is, is to me more valid on it. To me personally, I'm not saying like guys in general. I don't want right, to be like right. AJ said guys can't talk about sexual assault. Not the no, case at all. No, not at all. But for me personally, I'd rather hear the girl's perspective of it because it's because of the statistics i feel like it's something that maybe i can't necessarily fully grasp right. because of as you talked about the things in society that girls face in terms of how there's that pressure and it kind of you take it and you internalize it i don't think there's the same pressures on guys so that's why i'd rather hear your perspective on it because it's something that's not much more relatable but something you can i think comprehend better than i can yeah. Um, I mean, in closing, all the only things that I really have left to say are if you are a victim of sexual assault, come forward. Talk about it. Talk about it. There, There is nothing wrong with talking about the things that you have been hurt by when it comes to sexual assault. There is nothing wrong with coming forward and opening up and talking to somebody about it because... It's one step closer for you to be able to recover. It's one step closer for you to be able to go through the grieving process and one step closer to being able to how, figure out how to fix it as a society. And yeah. if if there's something that is bothering you, I mean, obviously be straightforward with the person about it. Um, if If it's somebody who you feel like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable with the way that you're putting your arm on my hand or anything you know, your hand on my arm or anything along those lines, tell him. Seriously, be straightforward. Be 100% straightforward 100% of the time. And, you know, if they go from there, then that's that's on them, you know? And it's never, it's not your fault. If this, if something like this is happening to you, it's not your fault. It's not because of the what dress you wore. It's not because of the way that you looked. It's not because you had a drink. It's not because you you have to do it or he won't love you. no. No, honey, no. That's that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, and from I think talking of people not not necessarily just outside of sexual assault, but just out of sexual assault, I think listen and be honest. Cuz I don't think there's anything ever wrong with admitting the ignorance you have in terms no, of like absolutely. not understanding. Well, how many times do I say when we're having any sort of a conversation, like, I honestly don't understand this whatsoever. You know, it, it how makes it. How else are you going to get, you know, how else are you going to find. Exactly. Have someone tell you, oh, okay, well, here's this. I mean, exactly. if you, to me, that's one of, this is slightly, uh, the, one of the fundamental things of becoming a better person in terms of all definitions, because it's part of my spiritual belief too. If you don't seek 
improvement upon yourself, what are you doing? Right. Nobody's perfect. Nobody knows everything. There's always rooms where we can improve on whatever. So, and to me, again, that's why the Me Too campaign is so historic because now, again, it was from, you know, this person suffered and has talked to friends and families. You have that pocket or, you know, this person suffered and was brave enough to go out and lecture about it to all of a sudden we're now having a national conversation about it. Which is what's needed to happen for years. Yes. <sighs> that was... You know, last week we, we got into it and got kind of, you know, we've gotten kind of personal on these last few podcasts and the, you know, the, the reflection one or the, the what if one was one that kind of took a lot out of me because it was extremely personal. This one was. I'm ready for a nap. Yeah. <laughs> this has been uh, AJ and McCaw Drop the